I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 29 of Me When I'm Free. This is the podcast that ponders the question Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? And what would it be like to live into our unique design on behalf of the world? Let's explore these questions together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. During the month of January, I am challenging myself to declutter at least 10 items a day. It's actually something that I've done for the past couple Januaries, and it's highly satisfying, particularly a couple weeks ago when I discovered $45 in gift cards in an old purse. (laughs) I could get used to this. Last week, I tackled a box of craft items that my boys no longer use. Oddly enough, tucked away in the box were some old notes that I have no recollection of taking. They were from a talk on leadership by John Maxwell. The first topic was calling, which included an entire section of notes as well as the definition of the word. Calling is a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. I smiled to myself when I read this. This is the very definition that I had Googled earlier in the week to add to my podcast, which had just released that morning. The chances of me stumbling on this set of notes that I have no recollection of writing in a craft box that I had not opened in years on the very day that I referenced the same definition in my podcast, quite slim. I am, however, a believer in divine timing, and I'm receiving this as a gift. In fact, If you were to follow my journey of calling, you would see a timeline of moments similar to this, a timely verse of scripture, a repeated theme in my reading, even a message in a fortune cookie once felt like a divine encounter. It was shortly after my return from Korea that I mentioned in the last podcast episode. The message, which read, doors will be opening for you in many areas of your life, preceded a season in which within a matter of weeks, I was hired for a job that I ended up loving, working at a crisis pregnancy center. I found the perfect little Honda Accord at a price I could afford to take me to that job. And then shortly after that began dating the man that I would marry. Well, I would argue that there are dangers in planning your life around your latest Chinese takeout meal. 
I will always believe God can use any means to whisper words of encouragement to our searching hearts. I guess if you consider the definition that I read earlier, which highlights the conviction of divine influence as a key component to calling, then we would be remiss not to pay attention to these kinds of moments, wouldn't we? So what is it that holds us back? Why do we so easily choose skepticism over faith or wisdom over wonder? While each of these has its place in our discernment process, how will we ever feel called if we don't believe there is a caller inviting us in the most personal of ways? to take yet another step toward that place where our deep gladness meets the world's deep need. I find myself wondering if the root of our cynicism around God's personal initiative about our calling could be found buried in a past unmet longing. John Eldridge writes in The Journey of Desire, Desire is the source of our most noble aspirations and our deepest sorrows. The pleasure and the pain go together. Indeed, they emanate from the same region in our hearts. We cannot live without the yearning, and yet the yearning sets us up for disappointment. Sometimes deep and devastating disappointment. And so we must grapple with the question as we consider calling. Why would we ever want to be set up for disappointment when we could simply settle for status quo and pros and cons lists, avoiding the fallout of unmet longings? I think it's possible that the answer to that is not found in what our calling is, but in who is doing the calling. He is not easy to resist. He is aware of what our callings will cost us, and yet he calls, knowing what we cannot know until we have followed. He is enough to meet that longing. Os Guinness writes in his book, The Call, the caller sees and addresses us as individuals, as unique, exceptional, precious, significant, and free to respond. He who calls is personal as well as infinite, and personal in himself, not just to us. So we who are called are addressed as individuals and invited into a relationship. I have called you by name, God said. We are known with an intimacy that is a source of gratitude and soul-shivering wonder. And so today, friend, 
I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. Take a moment to reflect on any moments of divine influence in your journey of calling. Have there been unique ways that you have sensed God whispering words of encouragement to your searching heart? If you struggle to remember any as you reflect, that's okay. Simply ask Jesus to help you to pay attention to the ways he might be speaking to you through his scriptures, books you're reading, songs, themes, or any other way he might choose to speak. Then begin to take notice. Question two. Do you have any unmet longings that could be the root of skepticism about Jesus personally inviting you to pay attention to your calling? If so, could I invite you to hold out that unmet longing to Jesus now? Maybe ask him how he sees it. Consider asking him to help you release that longing to him in order to receive whatever he is offering. Then, would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Matthew 4, 18 through 22. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, what a strange thing that these men immediately left their nets to follow you. We wonder, what was it about your invitation that drew them? Was it your tenderness, your love, your authority? Did they simply feel drawn in ways they couldn't explain? Whatever it was, we are asking you to help us to pay attention as closely as they did to your divine and personal invitations, Jesus. It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me 
on this journey toward wholeness and calling. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. Click the share button on the podcast if you have a friend who needs an encouraging reminder that they aren't alone either. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.